Welcome, bem-vindos, bem-vindos de volta. It is the Minnesota Football Daves coming at you all once again. We have an absolutely packed house here. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna start with uh, who's at the bottom. And for me, it is MJ. MJ, what is going on? How are you? I'm very tired. Um, I've had a very busy uh, week of taking care of cats and plants and just trying to keep up with all the Women's World Cup stuff and catch up on a lot of work. So uh, my life has been more crazy than usual MJ crazy, more busy than usual MJ busy, but it's good. All right. I'm glad to have you. All right. Mr. David Zeller, you are next. Uh, you, you had a, uh, intense, dramatic, incredible, uh, athletic injury, saving the day as the goalkeeper extraordinaire. I, I, I think I tried to build the narrative here. I sprained my thumb, uh, during warmups, um, catch to be fair. It was, it was catching a ball in warmups, uh, that someone just fucking rocketed at me. I'm like, why are you rocketing a ball at me in goddamn warmups? Uh, uh, but I did have, I did keep a clean sheet tonight. Um, so my thumb is in pain. I have not taken any Advil or ibuprofen or anything like that. I should probably get some vitamin I when we do a break here. Um, but uh, I kept a clean sheet. We won six to nothing. Um, I have a fucking awesome mustache, and I look like my dad. So I'm 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 winning on all all respects right now. That, that was a lot of the uh, the the pre recording for sure. Nubia, you are next. How are you? Uh, I'm tired too. I joined MJ in that vein. It's been a long week and it's only Wednesday um so yeah and high school soccer is starting next week yeah so that just adds another layer of exhaustion in our world we just got all the athletic stuff too and my child isn't even home right now I'm like oh okay I guess it's starting <laughs> welcome to welcome to, to the real teenagehood go right mine isn't sure. either mine isn't either my 16 year old's not here today <laughs> joining the minnesota football daves the legendary bridget mcdowell how are you uh you know just planted on my foam roller with a glass of whiskey so we're doing the uh <laughs> cocktail hour live the life. here yes um it's, yeah it's still, this is, is this the bridget after dark edition it is <laughs> yeah it pretty is. much i uh yeah it was a late night with the loons and then i went to work and then i went and saw some tommy's soccer and i think i'm gonna skip the gophers tomorrow there you go um but yeah you are crazy 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 week lots of soccer uh nice weather though like it cleared up nicely for tommy's today so it was a good evening sitting outside um right on but yeah just uh it back in my natural habitat of uh the foam roller and a glass of whiskey so well and the podcasting we've missed you so it's it's that's nice to yeah have it, it has been a few weeks it's kind of weird i had to like scramble to find all my stuff <laughs> Did, i, I uh, just want to know if you got to watch pandas in dc bridget no it was one of what dude, the there's fuck, so bridget? many there were so many things i didn't get to do and i plan to go back we were talking about doing it this fall, like when it gets cold and all the tourists go home. But I don't think it's going to happen, just get the schedule wise. But um, it is going to happen again. Uh, I didn't get to Air and Space. I did not get to the Spy Museum. I did not get to the zoo. It's going to happen another time. 
there are way too many freaking people at all of those places during all-star yeah. week so my children um, enjoyed the spy well child singular i suppose enjoyed the spy museum that was very cool yeah i did walk by it a couple times and i thought maybe i should just go now and then i decided to wait and then suddenly it was saturday and i was packing my stuff to get on a plane so um, history? Yeah. i need a redo All right, well, history? no oh. the the spy museum but spy yeah museum. museum of natural history is also on the list and did not happen so the, the spy museum right, we, is fucking tits by the way yeah yeah I, I know i like um, also the only time I went there was it was like it was like during fucking spring break, so it was just a bunch of fucking children running around, and me and my uh, now ex-wife were there, and um, it was we were like, I wanted to go up and like do things, but like fucking kids were running around, and I was like, oh goddamn it, fucking kids, kids fucking suck, man. <laughs> I, I love that we're like five minutes in and already like past all the, the previous f bomb quota. It's perfect, Rodrigo. You're the last. Hey, what hey, hey. I'll, add, I'll add another one. <laughs> Uh, I, I, uh, just to just to make sure that we we hit our quota. Uh, I'm fucking jobless, but there that's okay. Go. Um, I had my not last for day long and... though. You you uh, literally no. have everything set up. Like you're you're I do. you're I do. you're falling I do. on a in a lovely like posturpedic mattress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now my dog's whining at me, and I don't. You know, it's 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 one of those things. But overall, I mean, it's been a it's been a week. I'll tell you that much. So. So, but I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see Bridget. Uh, I'm happy to uh, uh, welcome uh, the after dark version of Leaks Cup that we were in invested in uh, last night or the night before, whatever it is. I don't even know what day it is anymore. But just regardless, uh, yeah, yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, uh, but really excited to, to talk about not women's to derail derail too much, but that was that was a big win. Good for them. But let's yeah. yeah, let's do the thing. We're here for the Women's World Cup. We are in the knockout stages. We actually finished the round of 16 going into quarterfinals, but we're gonna rewind and hit some of these matches. Let's just jump in and begin with Switzerland and Spain. Uh Rodrigo's favorite. It was it was a bit of a beatdown. Uh Spain in fact scored all of the goals, including the one for Switzerland. Uh, 5-1 is the final. I will open it up to the peanut gallery if you guys have any commentary here. If any one of those you, man. six goals <laughs> technically mean, stood out for you. Again, I Alexia Patelis, 13 minutes. Like, I get that, yes, you're scoring goals and all of that kind of stuff, but why are you leaving her with 13 minutes on the bench, right? Like, maybe this is, like, strategy and they're waiting until they get deeper into the tournament to, to release her. But this is something I just do not continue to understand tactically as to why she is not getting more minutes. Yeah. FIFA women, play, women player of the year. Still, uh, who knows? We talked about it last time that there's tension with the coach and the federation. And I, we don't know. <laughs> we I mean, really don't know. I mean, Jennifer Hermoso is, is becoming just a name that you have to give, you know, no, within so far this World Cup scoring, um, the goals that she scores. But I mean, like this game was, you know, like uh, apparently Spain decided that they shouldn't be, uh, they shouldn't, they, they they got scolded when uh when, after the Japan game because they totally dominated passing every every stat. I mean, literally was twenty six to two on shots. That tells you just enough of of how much of uh of uh. Of, of of a game it was, but uh, I I like to ask Dave how many passes you think uh, uh, Switzerland was able to create 
Uh, and I'll give you what Spain had. Say Spain had 676 completed passes. Spain had 676? Spain had 676. Uh, so Switzerland had maybe 132? Close, 296. Okay. That's just lopsided. So, like, it's it's crazy. Uh, but, I mean... If this is the, the knockouts is what it's about, right? It's just it's it's when soccer becomes and, and football becomes really cruel in some sort of <laughs> sense. You win or go home. I, that's it. Yeah. I, I think the big thing here, um, 26 shots for Spain to two for Switzerland, 10 on target to one for Switzerland. Um, possession, a very, very, very nice 69% for Spain. Hey, so this was definitely <laughs> Spain taking it to um the uh, fucking neutral uh, Nazi. Uh, <laughs> how, Taking it back how to how World War II. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Why not? So, yeah. I, no, I don't think there's anything else to say about this game other than um, Spain It was clearly the better team uh, mm-hmm. and it's clearly a team to be on the lookout. It's sad that they're on the same side of the bracket as a team we'll talk about in a little bit um, because I don't understand why uh, FIFA decided to put all of, like, like they didn't, cross bracket so that you could play a team like again in your in your group until the final but that's fucking gianni infantino and fifa so yeah yeah i mean you can uh, you can tell who they thought would and wouldn't get through to this point mm-hmm. <laughs> based on how that was lined up right that's a good point right yeah question does anyone know do the men's do this where where right away no. though you you, no. you play it's, you have a chance literally, it's, I mean, you're they literally put you cannot play the team in the men's in the, in the men's World Cup. You cannot play the team that you played in your group until the final. The Croatia, uh, whatever fucking Croatia France thing, like four years ago, and then yeah, you, yeah. But for some reason, they decided to put yeah. You if you were the the four groups that were in on that side of the bracket, like all could play the same team in the final. It's because FIFA doesn't fucking care about women. It's that, but also, did this have anything to do with the pools that were in New Zealand versus the pools that were in Australia and travel? Uh, has FIFA cared a whole lot about travel up yeah, to? Does the U.S. have to go to Australia to play to, to to play a game and then come back to New Zealand if they would have? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they would have been doing that anyway. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's it. It's just a theory. I'm not sure. I'm not they, sure. They literally. MJ, they literally hosted a fucking tournament in Russia where people had to like fly eight fucking hours across a goddamn fucking continent. Yeah, they don't look so, at they're they're not looking at a map when they're sitting. These no, they don't. Up. They're just they're looking at uh, looking at numbers and money that they can make in certain areas. And so, any, at least uh, at least there wasn't any um, any uh, cruisers, right? That were hotels. <laughs> you know, we didn't have that. Any, no, any final no commentary again. on Spain, Switzerland here? <laughs> Keep it moving. I hope they get destroyed. Other than Spain looking dangerous, <laughs> just for Rodrigo. All right, let's go to here. I'll, I'll cheer you up. I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Rodrigo, because we'll talk about one of the teams that I know you really enjoy uh, Japan, Norway. Uh, Japan wins this one three to one. Take it away. Uh, I mean, is there anything more beautiful than watching the Japanese team just pass the ball, literally? Like, like nope. you can you can see that the ball is weighted perfectly and in the path it's like it's like it looks effortless and to make the game look effortless it's just um i don't know it's just, it's great to see and you know this reminds you of, of the strong uh japanese team back in the 
uh, 2010s, right? Uh, when they were really one of the one of the, one of the one of the better top teams, they they've got you know a lot of great players and just I don't know. I mean, they look very tough to beat. Um, and this round of 16s, you know, they 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 kind of proved it, right? I mean, they're a great counter team, and it's just that's what's going to be. It was one one at halftime, but then they turned it on in the second half and. Miyazawa does Miyazawa things, Golden Boot Watch, uh, five goals now at this point, leading the way. Um, MJ, you had something. I wasn't want to piggyback about Rodrigo and that I agree with him that it does remind you when Japan was more dominant in women's soccer. I would also add, though, that back then they were really good at set pieces. They were dead ball specialists. I had this theory that was obviously wrong, but like that they just had players like, okay, you're going to be our 30, 30 yards out from this angle, like 20 to 30, you get these set pieces, you know, oh, left corner, you're, you're, you're a left corner person, you're a right corner person. And they just drilled the hell out of that because they were so good at set pieces. You are seeing them be very dominant in run of play. And you're also seeing them play different styles. You know, they can play possession if they're not playing Spain. If they're playing Spain, they can play counter. You, you see them be able to adapt to different situations and still create triangles, still understand which players have momentum and how to feed them the ball with space. And it's incredible. I mean, they, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Bridget. Uh They run the, the soccer training programs like they run every other sport. Like we've talked <laughs> talk about this through, you know, through the Olympics, Japan and China both tend to drill all the technical stuff, focus on the tiny little things. So every every team is going to have like a specialist on every single aspect of the game. And for them to be focusing on long balls now, I think tells you something about kind of how um, competition has advanced in the last like 10 years. Like you're, you're looking at more of that than the technical dead ball stuff. But um, yeah, it does make them really fun to watch. And I think they're a pretty good barometer of kind of like where, um, where the game is going in other you know, what other parts of the world are really focusing on in terms of the game? Dave? Yeah, I'll just say that um, if you guys, uh, Graham Ruffman, uh, who's on the Total Soccer Show podcast, he has a sub stack and that you can pay like five bucks a month, five bucks a month to um, that. He's a, a Scottish dude who's like really into um, tactics and other stuff. Um, he had a, he actually had a piece, uh, I think, yesterday or two days ago. Um Basically talking about Japan and like how how adaptable they are to MJ's point that they 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 can be they can be a counter pressing team they can be a team that takes possession and in this game they had sixty percent possession I believe in the uh, Spain game they had like thirty percent possession but they kicked the shit out of them um, there was the game the game previous to the Spain game where they had like three touches in the box and they scored on all three goals like. So he talks about how how Japan is just like this, like very. It's like the team adapts to what is presented to them, um, and so I think this is why this is like I think the funnest team to watch at the World Cup right now, non Colombia edition. Let's put it that way. Um, that Japan <laughs> is the favorite. Like, and as much as I would love another team, a team that's not won this World Cup to win it, um, I think Japan should be considered the heavy favorites going forward. So they've been very consistent. That is for sure. Uh, anybody else? Final thoughts on Japan? All I'm right. I'm going to say Moving this on. again. Oh, please. I'm going to say Go. this again really quick. Like, if you've been missing 
June Endo, where have you been? Right? You got to watch some NWSL because the other one I was telling Rodrigo, the other person who we haven't even seen yet is Hina Shugita from the Portland Thorns. So we've got some really awesome Japanese players that are playing um, in the U.S. right now. And so if you haven't been paying attention, you are missing out. Uh, let's hop to Netherlands, South Africa. This is Netherlands 2, South Africa nil. The I mean, it, it makes it seem like it was a all Netherlands-Holland uh, match. It was not. Um, South Africa played their damn hearts out. Uh, they looked great. They were extremely physical. They had plenty of opportunities. It was, you know, just this was almost one of those matches to me that felt like luck. Like it just the, the, the lucky chances landed with with the Dutch and they put them away. But South Africa battled and they have a lot to be proud of. And I'll throw to whoever else wants to. Uh, South Africa did play really well. I will say that the Netherlands controlled this game. They they played Netherlands football. They played total football. I just I just love uh, that there that there's a, a Berenstein uh, on the New Zealand te- or the Netherlands team. I think that's fucking awesome. Uh, yep, and Rumor is now like chasing uh, Miyazawa. She she has four at this point. So Golden Boot Race is on. Uh, and you were going to add something else, Dave? Nope, no, no, no. Sorry, I, I would say if there's a team I kind of want to win that that's not a team that's already won it, which is Japan, I want Netherlands to, to be that team. So, and they're unfortunately I'm probably going to face Japan in the semifinals. So, it's going to be a good match. Go. Rodrigo, go ahead. Yeah. Um, the Netherlands have won all nine of their meetings with South Africa in all competitions and have won both of their matches against African oppositions at the at the FIFA Women's World Cup. Um, you know this this game like you knew Netherlands was going to um, have to play their game because Africa South, South Africa was going to come and the physicality and this and, and the speed aspect of it and just trying to get some of that tactic back. But just you know, hearts hats off to South Africa. They've really uh, been able to put um, not only their nation somewhat and, and the map and the aspect of of talent, but also as uh, as as one of the most, you know, funnest groups that always seem to enjoy playing the game and just join being around each other. I think that's one of the things that we don't get to see as often is the camaraderie and just the humanity uh, between these athletes. And I think that's that's one of the greatest things that I that I've seen from this team. It's just how how they play their hearts out. They they play with everything they can, they leave it all on the field and um you you can't be prouder of that if you if if you are a, a a follower of soccer, you know, anytime anyone leaves their heart out on the field, you, much amounts of respect and tradition. And just overall, it's just, I, you know, they've, they've done great this World Cup for what they've been able to do. And, you know, like we say all the time, you know, it's like, you know, federations pay these women, right? Invest in these women because if this is what they're willing, they can do with, you know, not so much of an investment aspect of it. Imagine when you could do when you actually pour and care about what they what what they do and on the world stage. All right. Uh, th- this this one might go for a little bit, but let's do it. Here we go. Uh, it is Sweden in the United States. Uh, high drama. Finishes nil-nil. All the way to PKs. Um, yeah, and it, it is the, uh, the, the Swedish that, that pulled this thing off. So, I don't know. I, I, I guess everybody probably has a little something to say. We were talking about this before we started recording that a lot has been said at this point between 
punditry and opinions and whatnot, but um, I'll let everybody have a little bit of time here. So why don't we start from, let's see here, start in the middle. So Bridget. Well, where to start? Um, I think a lot of the, and if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen some of these takes, like a lot of the uh, reaction is, um, I think, unnecessary. Um, but this game they played, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying I was not watching live. I've cat highlights, um, read all of the, the stuff. I know. Um, I They played better in this game than I think we've saw through much of the tournament and had better chances um, than Sweden did. Uh, but all it takes is one or two to not go your way, as we know. Um, and to end it on in a penalty shootout is just a really shitty way to decide your World Cup future in general. So um, not going to knock any of the players for um, their penalty shots because seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a heartbreaking end to what should have been a insane incredible run and i think we knew pretty early on it wasn't going to be the same um yeah not the same world cup experience that we've seen uh the last couple cycles i think everyone kind of understood that um and obviously you hope for it to be the same when you have players like finishing their runs um and it just wasn't and that's the the way it goes right and then i think it says a lot about um, what they have done for the game and for other teams. And I think we've seen that in a lot of the takes. Um, the teams, the other players responding to some of the punditry um, regarding the U.S. Um, and defending those players. So I think that says... Rhymes with about, Mar uh, Mar Marley Schwoid. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the, the dude... Um, the dude, yeah. We don't need to say his name. Um, so, and and plenty of others, you know. Every yeah. everyone's all America until, you know, the the advocate misses her shot, and then suddenly, you know, America sucks. Um, so, it, yeah, it's it's a reckoning, I think, for U.S. soccer that that it needed right we've talked about this before things had to change um and like i said on twitter i think you you need one of these like solid moments where like the door just slams shut so that you can yank open the next door and be like sophia smith trinity rodman mouse Swanson, like get everybody out there um is flacco gonna do that that's a whole other podcast we can do a whole other thing on that um and i think we will but um, it, yeah, one one chapter's over. Sucks that it ends this way. I know a lot of people who um, casually follow, uh, even around the office. I've had a couple of people walk up to me and just be like, "What happened? Hmm. Like, what what are we talking about?" And they're like, "Soccer. Like, what the fuck happened?" I'm like, oh yeah, um, I don't know. I do worth, not know, worth mentioning too like, that. That ne'er stopped and then goes to VAR. And I mean, 
I had to watch it a few times because it's like a barely like a milli inch piece of the ball looks like it's on the line. I mean, it is so and how many the thing that bothers me about that is how many Premier League games have we talked about and probably on the Daves and on and on our show about the the goals that are not called because that millimeter is not over the line. But this one is called because it was touching like a a pixel on that ball was touching a pixel on the white line, so it's called a goal. Bridget, like, do, you, do you remember? Do you remember that Liverpool Man City yes. game? That, <laughs> That's that one. is what I thought, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I was I was, I was looking she, at it, and I was like, the US, but. There, there, there was a I, little I was, bit of green, a little bit of green space between the ball yes. and the ball, and a little bit, and like." <laughs> I kept thinking, am I looking at this backwards? Like, <laughs> like, am I dumb? Am I looking at it the wrong way? And like, we're arguing that this millimeter was not over the line. And then I realized, no, we are actually arguing about the amount of ball that did not cross the line. Okay. Like what? VAR should be, and, and goal line technology should be a pretty clean cut thing. And no, we're arguing over like a basically a stitch on that ball um it's true <laughs> and like we can go to another liverpool example a freaking toenail over a line but like it, yeah i yeah. i spent a couple hours that morning like going back to that photo yeah being yep. like i it's usually the other way how is this working this way now why are we doing this and that the ref was so deliberate too like it, it didn't take it's, very long yeah. it's just like oh yeah it was okay. like oh I yeah that's it obviously <laughs> obviously that's a goal like yeah. totally and then you see the pictures out of the sweden locker room where they're looking at it and laughing and you know yeah. they're like what the f like yeah. if it was the other way around they would like they're not going to say anything obviously because it went their way you're not but everyone feels the same way about this and fifa is like oh yeah this var well no that's not how you've been using it in any other competition but you're using it that way now just you know i i don't know um let me go to uh i know nubia's got some stuff to say so let me run over there thank you though bridget i don't know what else i could say that hasn't already been said um everything on the tactics um i we this was the only game I got up to watch live the only game and right before the second extra time that happened, um, I went to go take my extra strength anxiety meds because I, my emotions were all over the place. Um, Rodrigo was a witness to that. Um, we woke up, Santi, (laughs) he woke up and he's like, I woke up because mom was yelling. Um, I can't say much more than was it, that wasn't already said that Bridget didn't already state. Um, I do think that, you know, maybe in, in our wrap-up podcast, particularly about the U.S. Women's National Team, we have to have a really serious discussion on the U.S. Soccer Federation and the fact that there was some amazing talent that didn't see one minute of time on the field. Um, and and I, I stated this before, um, and so I think that that is... Um, a serious issue that um, U.S. soccer is going to have to really dig deep and, and think about the fact that pay-to-play is no longer working. It's not going to continue to work. 
and it's not going to really bring us back um, into the fold with our strongest possible team because currently the only elite players that are available are the ones who can pay the thousands of dollars for the special camps, the special trainings, the extra coaches, fancy clubs, the travel to all of the um, all of the tournaments where you can get scouted to be able to play in college. The one thing I will say that I think I have, and probably Rodrigo does has, have a unique um, viewpoint on is that of a family member who has now has to comfort your player when they miss a PK. Um, we have had both the elation of making a PK and moving on to the next round. Um, and we have had the heartbreaking loss um, of having to come from a child who has was asked to take a penalty kick and missed. And it is one of the most gut-wrenching experiences for a parent to have to hold your sobbing child and explain to them that it is not their fault. Um, and that's something that I think amidst all of the shit that has been discussed about this team that people forget is the humanity that these players have. Um, and so it broke my heart when I saw the pictures of Pina with her family, particularly the one of her with her mother, because that was me, right? Like yeah. I, that's what I, I've been there and I know what it feels like. And there is nothing you can do to comfort your child in that particular moment. Um, and obviously for her, it's a bit more gut-wrenching because this was it, right? Yeah. She's done. Um, and I've done that too, right? I, I've been there when Issa finished her career um, and she knew it was over. Um, there was nothing that I could say, nothing that I could say to make her feel better, to make it okay for her to close this chapter. It was the toughest way to end your career. And so um, that's, I think, something that a lot of the, a lot of the assholes, I'm going to be pretty blunt here, um, who do nothing but, but criticize the team have to remember, um, including she who shall not be named. Um, because if, if any of you have also missed the video that she pointed, that she put out responding to Sophia Smith's um, note about being heartbroken on Instagram, um, considering everything that she has said, um, I think she just needs to keep her mouth shut and perhaps use her punditry to, you know, be BFFs with Alexi Lawless, also he who shall not be named. Um, and when them just actually don't know what you're talking about, and it makes me yep. feel great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, again, oh, 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 Twitter things that no, <laughs> no, I don't want to know. This, this, this is my this is my protective um, box. <laughs> honestly, I. I I don't know yeah. either, so I, I'm and I, I've been trying to stay off the, so, uh, so the Elon Musk if, platform too. So, so if you, Thank you. So right. if you if you Google it, you'll see it. It's 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 literally bullshit. It's literally bullshit that she's saying. It should right. be if if you type reader. in her name, it should be like the top of your feed. Correct. Yeah. It's reader, all over. reader yep. do not Google that. Do not Google. Yeah. 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 Don't yep. don't give any SEO to that yep. person. Yep. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Agreed. Yeah, so I think that that um, that's I think what what I can say about that. Um, I have a whole page of notes, but all of them are things that people have already said. Um, let, let me throw and, to the other gentleman here really quickly if we want to wrap it up here. Uh, Rodrigo 
MJ, Dave, I'll just lump you all together and you guys can fight to see who wants to get a couple words in. Ready? Fight! I'll just say, I bought some really amazing uh, five-inch inseam shorts that I'm really fucking stoked about wearing. Uh, I have lots of thoughts about Blacko, about the soccer, the U.S. Soccer Federation, um, and I don't, I think, I don't want to, I don't want to have to edit two podcasts tonight, so I think I'm just going to leave it at that. But, <laughs> listen, if you want, if you want to check out my fucking kick-ass uh, five-inch inseam, well, it's five-inch technically, but I think it's probably four-inch, maybe even three-inch inseam shorts um, on the soccer pitch, on the football court, uh, Saturday. Come hang out. That, we get, that, we get to see those on stick, Saturday, huh? Stick yeah, those up, baby. I have a red one. I have a, a green oh, one, God. or a blue one, and a gray one. So I'm going to, you know. So I should uh, I should probably wear some stronger sunglasses to uh, deal with your thighs. Yes. Yes. Take all the birth control. Do all the things you need to do. Like, oh pop God. yourself from, like, uh, you know, whatever oh. you need to do. Like. Hey, uh, yeah. settle down, settle down that there are children that attend these games. Settle yes, down. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. MJ Rodrigo, any, any, anything, hopefully not uh, in team related. Rodrigo, you got some new shorts to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, th- there's plenty of criticism to go around to the players, but there's a lot more criticism to go along to the coaching staff in the U.S. Soccer Federation. And I agree that like no one should be jumping on anybody for missing a penalty kick at the largest uh, of competitions in the world. And the pressure is on, but like I'm with Nubia, like recognize that all these players are humans and the U S soccer Federation and the coaching staff are made up of humans too. But I feel that more blame should be placed there. And what I'm talking about is looking like a 2018 Adrian Heath team when it comes to tactics. I'm talking about mm. looting or isolating. <laughs> looting your isolated, oh my God. Thank you. your isolated wingers or fullbacks. No one cutting to the ball. Everyone crunched up in the middle where like three people can guard five, you know, and they're all waiting for crosses. No one is cutting to the ball. No one is a safety release valve for the ball. You have someone on the wing or just outside the box, and you have three people posting up in the six-yard box that can be guarded by two people and a goalkeeper. They are not creating triangles. They're cutting to the net in one line. They are not cutting in waves. And this is just, as a Minnesota United fan, way too familiar. This is what happens when a coach asks asks multiple players to be people who they are not. Are not. Yeah, exactly. I I think think one of of the things that I'm I'm happy about in the sense is like, you know, the women get to take as much money as the men uh, did. So each of them get to take, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for being part of that. And I think that's, that's, that's something to be celebrated about. Again, um, this game can be cruel. And um, this is the reality of it. You know, when it's when it's winner go home, this is it, right? If you if you miss a PK, um, it'll stick with you for a long time, and it's it's a big thing 
Um, as Nubius pointed out, it's a big thing to try to get through. Uh, but I also think too is that um, this was the U.S.'s strongest game, and um, there's there's a lot to be thankful for. I mean, I thought uh, um, our defense for once look look more solid. I I'd, lo I'd love to see what other players that we we weren't able to use would look like. But but I think it's also time to just think of it uh, of different tactics like. Um, for example, right, uh, playing Alex Morgan as a nine. Alex Morgan is not a nine. Uh, the prettiest, the, the prettiest, uh, the prettiest thing it was, that she did as a nine was that there was that back heel pass to Sophia Smith on that first game. Uh, but she doesn't function as that way, right? And I think that's the thing that we we kind of forget. Like these players need to be put, be put in the right right situations. I also don't understand why you why you bring in players literally seconds before PK just to have them shoot PKs when they haven't touched anything else. There's just a lot of that that just puts puts your team in a deficit in a sense, mentally. Um, some Gareth Southie energy right there. I think just overall, like there's lots we can talk about, but I'm, I'm here to celebrate this. You know, be thankful. This is the end of a legacy, right? Let's think of it. One of the greatest legacies probably in – and for sure, women's sport. This team brought you two World Cups, brought you uh, equal pay, brought you all these different things that are now beginning to pick up around the world. And all the other federations and all the other players in the world recognize that. And I think that's one thing that you people people forget is like, it's like you know, it's like uh, this is probably for me is like one of the one of the first times I've ever seen so much, so many. Um, Shall we say people who are um, pro USA or pro the flag or pro whatever or pro 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 nat pro nation really turn on uh, on a team when they lose? That's like uh, it's like so so it's 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 like us you know it's like South America wishing the US to fail every time at every sport, but we have our reasons, right? Our reasons are 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 based on history, but I just don't you know this is one of the first times that. That I've sat where like a lot of a lot of those that and I think I don't want that to overshadow the accomplishments that these women have been able to make and the legacy that they've left for everyone else to to follow and enjoy. And I think that's one of the things makes me excited for the future. Um, but it also uh makes me want to hold a lot of people accountable as to what is the next step for this for for this federation. Yeah, it's it's really it's really something telling where <laughs> The team is is so talented and has done so much, like everything you just mentioned there, Rodrigo, and and yet the country is still so divided and polarized that you know these so-called patriots, these these fascists, these Nazis are just absolutely waiting for the second for them to fail because that failure means everything to them and their identity and their idea of of what the country is. It's it's not surprising, but it's it's just deeply frustrating. Um, and so that's that, that's the big thing that I was most concerned about was how the culture, so-called massive air quotes culture warriors, were going to take off with it, which of course they did. But again, we we know where we're at with it, and we celebrate them. Go ahead. But but Eric, I think to the point was I think that, that yes, that happened. But I think, I mean, I have not really seen it a bunch. I mean, I I saw uh, Meg Linehan wrote a, a great piece in the Athletic um, today about it. But like I'm not, I'm not, I I don't, I mean I've maybe was, I've cultivated, I've cultivated well, that, my feed. 
that they attitude, I think, came from most of the people who did not give two shits about two shits. Exactly. soccer yeah. or the World Cup up until this point, and they're using this as a reason to be like, this is why you shouldn't watch the World Cup, and this is why right. you shouldn't it's, pay it's, women. It's, it's the wedge, right? So it's but, not... Um, but, he, but, they, but those people with the numbers and symbols after their names on different platforms and um, certain people sitting behind anchor desks on uh, Fox. Um, those <laughs> yeah, people are the ones coming back. <laughs> who are heard um, and heard by everyone. And they think that this validates all of their feelings, which it does not. I think it, I think it runs actually counter to all of that, but yeah, that's, that's my, so. that, that, that was my point is that here's the thing is like people watch this team, right? There was, there was 200 people at the Blackheart for the USA-Sweden game. 200 fucking people. Um, I mean... At like that, 4 that, o'clock in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, and all that, of... rivaled, that rivaled the, 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 the Men's World Cup uh, knockout rounds that were at, you know, in whatever, got off a fucking hours early. Like, I, w- I went to the game, I went to the, I went to the Blackheart on uh, two days ago. I got a, time is, is a... Is a abstract construct you know construct at this point <laughs> in my life um but like the france morocco game i i had to, i it was at, i think the kickoff was 6 a.m my kids like woke up at fucking like 6 a.m so i was like oh i guess i can't go to the black art because i had to like get them feed them and you know put them in clothes and shit and get them to goddamn daycare and shit like that but i went there for the second half and there was like 15 people at the goddamn black art to watch france morocco a women a women's soccer match with like no U.S. affiliation. That is amazing. Huge. Like, yeah, it's huge. That is, it is that is like and all we are the, moving uh... things in the right direction. And I, and I'll finish with, with this. Like the U.S. like winning a third World Cup would have been fucking amazing. Um, obviously unprecedented, never been done before. Um, but the U.S. and I think Sweden. Like, there's been several Swedish players who are like, do not like, do not give the U.S. win national team shit for losing this game because we are like these people are like we we our idols were u.s women's national team players yeah. growing up yeah. and i think that is kind of the whole point that we need to take away from this is like yes it sucks um Flacco sucked he made not great decisions his his tactics were probably not great um we have uh, a center back who did not even play a goddamn minute in this tournament like yes it, he needs to leave and needs to be done and we need to have a rec we need to have a reckoning of the of the federation in terms of the women's game obviously with the men's game too um but the reason we are here is because of the the previous generations and i say that generation generations of women's players who who took this uh who took women's soccer from a thing that was like you know like a a secondary thought for fifa to a thing that actually like can make money for you know, FIFA and, and federations around the world. So, yeah. A, a thing that was illegal in Brazil, not right. that long or like just, just England. outside of my lifetime, it was illegal. Dude, England too. Like it's, it's not just, it's not just Brazil, like through most of continental Europe as well. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good place to take a break. Uh, we'll do some more of the knockouts and then I think we'll probably preview some of the quarters coming up. So stick around. Yo, Zeller, like, uh, you think it's the, I think it's Zoom from your end, to be honest. Yeah, with you. He, he, he always turns into a monster for, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. Who? It's like you, like you. Zeller. <laughs> Who? Zeller, yeah. Zeller turns into Cookie Monster. 
I have no idea, man. Like, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm, I'm trying. I don't touch my, try not to touch my. No, headset, I, but... I think it's just that you're that that you're hosting. Like, yeah, I think it's program wise, yeah. like it's software. Oh, okay. no, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I was like, that's what I'm saying. I think is you and your software is what, what what's causing that. Like, like oh, really? I, I think it'd be, I think oh. it'd be different if like someone else was hosting. We we might not have that issue, but I think sometimes that's what happens. It sucks. The, uh, the audio overload or whatever. I don't know what it is, but mm. you know. Because that happened to us a lot at at the fifty five one when I was trying to be uh uh Optimus Prime Rodrigo. It was it was perfect. <laughs> also also remember that um Rodrigo, this is how he learned that he turns into that. When was the last time you updated your your Zeller? Because if you don't, uh, if you don't, if you don't update it, it does cause those problems, which is why Rodrigo I, sounded like a transformer. I literally, I literally updated Zoom uh, like on Monday, uh, maybe. So I'm talking, I'm talking about your whole computer. Yes. Oh, the whole computer. Okay, maybe I need. Yes. So. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Anybody need any drink refills or anything, or we want to keep rolling here? Yeah, hey, hey, go go get me a beer. So good. I mean, I, I got I got a whole fucking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go get it. My beer's in the basement, so I'm just gonna keep on drinking here. You guys see what I'm drinking here? Uh, can, you, can you see who's on the who's on the wine? <laughs> is that Snoop Dogg? God damn! Yeah, damn right it is. God damn! Nice. Well, what's it called? Doggy Dog Wine? When they... this it's it's uh, the, the the vineyard is 19 Crimes Cali Red. This is actually like the, <laughs> the third or fourth time I've had this one. I didn't. Lisa bought this. It's 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 not bad. It's pretty good. Well, that's because so your wife is awesome. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, can I, confirm. I, I, yeah. I think I heard 19 Crimes is going out of business, actually. So what? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't call it 187, you know? <laughs> wow. That would also work. <laughs> well, it, it, it sounds like the vineyard got 187. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm gonna clip that, MJ. <laughs> we ready? Let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. All right, here we go. All right, welcome back. Part two. Got a few more uh, round of sixteen knockouts to look at here in the Women's World Cup. Let's go with a match with very little history: uh, England versus Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Eric, I'm so glad you went there. Uh, for yeah. those that don't know, England yeah, please. lots large parts of Africa, including Nigeria. Um, yep. And you know, this is one of two juicy uh colonizer versus colony matchups in this round of 16. Yes, indeed. The other one being France Morocco. So uh and man, I thought it lived up to the hype. Uh say more. I mean, I, I I can do the easy thing and just say that it was a nil-nil tie that all the way to PKs, but this is one of those that was I didn't get a chance to see. I just saw highlights, so please take it. I'm questioning my own memory here, as anybody at my age should, but correct me if I'm wrong. For the first 15 minutes, it looked like Nigeria was on the brink of scoring a goal from the run of play. Like, they came out, they knew what their strengths were. They came out knowing where the space would be in that England defense and they took advantage of it and they got the ball into the box and they got shots and it was just momentum towards Nigeria. And I was super excited. From everything that I saw and everything previously with this Nigeria team, like they may be the most physical team or were the most physical team in this entire tournament. Like 
those women just bodied everybody like contact yes and also here's an elbow i mean just constantly and you know and and not just to see it go ahead and not just to throw like throw that weight around but also to like you know get into dangerous spaces to get that's right which with purpose thank you yes which i mean you don't often see um women crashing the net for goals but you do see that with with nigeria um and yeah i think from the beginning like they uh that was one of the games that i their first game in the tournament like i stayed up while i was in dc stayed up like yelling at the tv in my hotel room for their first game like i was more excited about that than like any other game that i saw that week um and i I think this one pretty much started the same way i caught part of right of the first like 20 minutes before I went to work and um yeah really really similar they're they're physical but also technical they know when to use it and how to use it and um kind of comes out of nowhere like no one really thinks about that team right because we're we're all kind of conditioned to uh you know focus on the European sides but um really fun to watch and I think it was cool that that one did end up going to PKs because it was just kind of the way that some of those games have to go. Like you don't want it to, I know I just got done saying that you don't want a game to go to PKs, but there are some games where like it fits because you just want everything you can get from it. So um, yeah. Anybody else, Nigeria, England, let me ask this. Let me, let me rephrase here. So we we've we saw an England go through with all nine points, but with not many goals the first two. Nigeria came to play, played them hard. Everything Bridget said, hundred percent, totally valid. Is is this an England team that can still pull it off, or is this an England team that is now rattled? And and maybe we should mention too, um, James. Right, we yeah. got to talk about got to got to talk about the step. We're not going to talk about Lauren James goddamn like like jamming her foot into a, a, a Nigerian yep. player and exactly like fuck she should be I mean like I, well, probably, I mean she, she got a red card she should be out of the fucking card. tournament like it, that was all the replays like the fact that it had to go to fucking VAR to give her the red yeah. card is bonkers <laughs> it was pretty sad yeah yeah and and that woman too like she she's a she's like a doctor she's a researcher in in I can't she's remember a, bio something. What is She's it? A, it? Like I can't a, remember. Like a cancer yes, doc. That's what it is. Well played. Who, went, for the who went to who went to Yale? Yes. Right. Right. That's uh, the, kind of the, the funny thing I right away after all that, you know, everyone's talking about look at look at this English player stomp on the Nigerian. And then everyone's like, whoa, that Nigerian's a doctor. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, still, like, even if she wasn't. Or we, or we just, yeah, just go step on people. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. But like, wait, 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 so wait, wait, wait. So was Lauren James making a uh, a free healthcare kind of kind of statement by stepping at the doctor? Is that what we're getting to here? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a lot of narrative readers. I, was, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna take the narrative that Nigeria gets all physical to get on the ball and to get balls <laughs> into space, and then Lauren James just stomps on a player just yeah. to be mm. like, yeah, well, I, I want like to the ball my is thing. nowhere near her. 
I want you to amend my statement from earlier. I want a a, a non team a team that's never won this World Cup to win this World Cup. But also, I do not want fucking England to win this World Cup. Like, <laughs> fuck England. Fuck them. So, um, I mean, I mean, so- I have to throw my lot in with France, I guess maybe. But my like, fuck England. I don't care. No, I don't want France to win either. Me neither. Let's just go no, like I don't no, either. no European. Like let's but, just. But neither of them have won yet. That's uh, the. The Netherlands would be fine. I think the Netherlands would be good. That's my, that's what I'm, yeah, but yeah, fuck England. My new peoples. Um, um, yeah, go ahead, MJ. The, the thing about, about uh, Lauren James and Michelle Lozzi is uh, their Twitter responses. Yes. Um, which were both great. I, Lauren James apologized. Uh, Michelle Lozzi accepted the apology. Um uh, asked everyone else to just stop talking. <laughs> yep, all, all respect to, to Lauren James. Like, they know that this is a powder keg for a lot of other issues. And I'm not talking about drubbing up Nigeria versus England colonizer issues. I'm talking about things like race issues or nationalism issues or that sort of thing. And they just all of the were above. Yeah. A, a d- professional fucking adults about it, which is absolutely incredible. And and had some humor about it, like going to the to the penalty kicks. You know, people are talking about how she's a doctor, and there was one meme that was like, "This woman can do everything," and she replies and is like, "Except take a freaking penalty kick." <laughs> <laughs> and I I read that one while I was at work, and I started just giggling in my in my cubicle. Um, like, yeah, they're they're going back and forth and just having like a normal discourse about the game, like any of us would after a game. You know, you stand around on the field for a little bit and you just BS about it for a while. Um, and with all the memes that are coming out of this, um, <laughs> obviously that like I asked randomly, someone was I don't even remember who I was talking to, but we're, you know, talking a little bit general terms about the World Cup. And I was like, oh, and there was this one play. Let me show you. A player goes down and they're like, oh, yeah, and the England girl stomps on her. And I was like, yep, everyone knew. Everyone saw that picture. And it's getting memed all over the place. So, yeah, it it, it is a powder keg, but they're staying on top of it, too, to kind of, like, try to drown that that stuff out. That's good. um, yeah, get on Twitter every once in a while, Eric. Um, no, never, never. It's yeah, it's called right. X, by the way. Never. It's an X and not a porn it's site. Still, I'm not interested. It's still, it's still Twitter. I still, but... I haven't, I haven't updated this laptop. It's still showing up as Twitter. On this uh, one. We're just going to keep it that way. It's known as as uh, the X social media platform, as an X out for, for Eric. No, it's 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 the. It's the it's the it's the it's the formerly known as Twitter X. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna give Nubia the last word. Go ahead. Yeah, so you kind of wrap up the stuff on on Lauren James. I I mean, quite frankly, looking again, looking at this as a parent, as a parent, it was a stupid mistake. It was a childish mistake that she made in the heat of the moment. And despite the fact that there's so much shit that's being talked about it, I think that that should just be like, it should just be squashed. Um, going back to the game though, um, I've been looking at the stats while y'all have been talking and kind of listening. Um, I actually think England might be in trouble because if you look at the stats, there were, they were really close, like Nigeria and England were really close between number of passes, completed passes, set plays, 
this gets back to my original question because I was wondering if they're if they're too beat up to keep moving. So I, thank you. I don't I don't know that they're beat up. I just don't know that they're playing correct tactics. Okay. Kind of borrowing and, a little bit from and the, missing, from the Blackco issue and missing some missing her now going into the next one. They're gonna yep. have to yep. try to balance yep. that out. Yep. Which was gonna be so, hard enough with her. Yeah, but yeah. if you if you look at the stats, I mean attempts at goal, England had less than um Nigeria did 12 versus 17 um four versus two on target for um uh distribution um England had 548 passes to Nigeria's 410 um England had 444 completed passes to Nigeria's 302 so like I'm seeing a lot of very even um, even between forced turnovers, believe it or not, Nigeria had more forced turnovers than England did. So I think England is going to have to have to regroup if they're going to want to be able to go beyond the quarterfinals because they, who, who do we think they're going to play? Where are they going to play? They have, oh. uh, well, we'll if talk about gonna, it a bit. If they yeah. play, if they play Colombia, they do have Colombia. They're, they're toast. <laughs> Colombia is firing on all cylinders right now. Um, oh, just some thoughts. Yeah, before we get there, let's Come go ball. to. Come let's go to. Yeah, there's the lone ones. Uh, Australia. Ball, yep, Australia, Denmark. Uh, this is two nil for Australia. I actually did not see this one coming. I've, I've I've always got a soft spot in my heart for Denmark and the time I spent. And but Australia came correct. They looked great. Uh, essentially, Sam Curless until what, like the eighty-something minute, she kind of popped in, uh, but. They looked awesome, and we talked about it last episode about having that home crowd and essentially having that energy of being like the the twelfth player out there. And I think it just really willed them to like get the job done, and and they did. But uh, well, go ahead, I'll pass and, to whoever wants it. And and Haley Russell was just a beast, right? Like she's the she's she was the one who scored both goals, correct? Yeah, she. Uh, no, Kaylee Ford scored the twenty at the twenty ninth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ford scored the other um, one. But... but Haley Rasso was on a tear during this game, right? Yeah, like she, was. she had been she had been shut down a little bit in a couple of the previous games. But I have no idea what Sam Kerr might have said to her in her player coach role because we all know that that's what she's doing on the sideline when she's sitting on the bench. But she was she was just fantastic this game. Um, I'll just say, uh, Australia. I think it's going to win this goddamn tournament. I'm just going to put it, I'm throwing it out there right now. Like it would be they, poetic. They, they figured out like they, they, they scraped by, they figured out what they needed to do. And now they're like, I think they're a team on a mission. And um, honestly, I, I think it would be fucking amazing if a, a, a Australia wins this tournament and I think they're going to do it. So. All right. Big prediction. There it is. That, that is pretty big of you. I mean, I think, I think what Australia has learned is they don't have to they don't they don't have to rely so much on Sam Kerr, all right? And, and I think that's the great Caitlin Ford and Haley Rasso have stepped it up. But so is uh, oh, what's the other young lady? Uh, was it Fowler? Um, the other the other forward has been in place of I Sam think Kerr. So, yeah, yeah. They've been they've been great too, just creating space with the ball when they take it. I mean, that's that's literally what you what what they've learned is that they don't. It's not that they don't need Sam Kerr, 
is that Sam they can be strategic and when Sam Kerr comes on. And I think that's the that's the thing that 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 that's gonna be even more dangerous. Imagine having like a Sam Kerr coming off the bench because that's that's how that's how in sync your team is for the next round. I mean, like that's imagine using players that you have on your bench. Right. Um what a that's you just you just fucking ice Flacco, so thank you. <laughs> what is this American obsession with substitutions? <laughs> oh fuck, we ice Heath. Oh, well, cool. oh, hold on, cool. wait, that, that's another Heath dig. That's that's another drink, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> All right, let's y'all go are to, to remind me. Y'all are gonna have to remind me to make sure that I've used up a word to remember. Yeah, it's just. Where's I mean, I, I know I know they're loaded. It's just when are they coming? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the lone Coleman Bowl. This, this one was tough just because Colombia, Jamaica, like if, if there were a universe where both of these two teams could go through, that would be the ideal um, multiverse. Again, of Jamaica is in CONCACAF. I know, but I'm saying oh. in general, it would be great if these two could have survived. Oh, yes. Um, that's what I was getting at. But it, it is Colombia that gets through 1-0. Um, they look great. I mean, Jamaica played well. To their credit, also, just it, it it seemed like, man, that goal was just a massive brain fart. We've talked about it before with you know Rodrigo and, and the coaching things. Is like, at, you you feel the pressure, you get a little distracted, and you you lose your mark for two seconds, and that's the goal. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. But I will I will pass on newbie. You're net. You're you're nodding your head. Uh, well, what else did you see? I mean, but that's that's the thing, right? Like that's all it takes. It takes two seconds for you to go double team a player for there to be acres and acres of space for somebody else to take a shot right and this game really should have been at least three nil right with with some of the shots that some of the other players including our favorite Linda Carcedo like this game they should have put away and and I'm I'm hoping that on tactic tactically they're working on finishing because if if Colombia learns how to finish oh boy the world is in the world is in for it but but that was, I think, the fun thing to see about this game is that um, Colombia was up and showing out, and 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 yet they were they were they were firing on all cylinders. Even though, if you look at the stats, they looked fairly evenly matched. But when I went back and looked at the game, um, Jamaica definitely had some chances, but but Colombia feels like, at least from watching the game, had just a little bit more. That if they would have had a little bit more finesse in the finishing. I think that the I think that it would have been a little bit more of a lopsided. Hmm. Interesting. Anybody else? Gran Colombia. That's that's all I'm saying. Gran Colombia is 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 bringing them back. Yeah. To the to the world. We're we're going to talk about the battle in um, Bolivar. Bolivar, but we're also going to talk about the battle of Cartagena de Indias, right? When mm-hmm. you know when 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 the Spanish were supported by the British. I mean, like you know, like. We we can get all needed, but like you know, Colombia is the only Comebol team left of it. Uh, by default, by default, as Eric knows best, as as Comebol people, you know, we have to root for Colombia. So Colombia, it's tradition. It's tradition. Colombia is going to win this World Cup, uh, <laughs> and when they do that, you know, they're just literally just going to, uh, uh, you know, they're just going to have a a, a field day 
they'll, the they'll, win, they'll win the World Cup and the Federation will like slam the door on their That's faces right. and yeah, take right. their paychecks right, and right, right, buy a new right. airplane or something. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, okay, you are... you have your medals. We're gonna take the cash now. We're gonna yeah. Like, yeah. God, I wish that was a joke. Oh, it hurts. And you guys are gonna sleep in the uh, sleep on the airport. In the airport. The yep. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Good luck hitching a ride home. Uh, yeah. Brutal. I I just wanted to point out. Um, if you haven't seen the video, I don't know if you guys posted it on the uh, uh, Minnesota Football Show Instagram. Uh, Allison Swaby fucking uh, up uh, Usme and her and on a on a uh, corner kick. Um, that oh, that's the like, one you sent us. No, I did, I did not. I didn't post fucking, it. Yeah, that's good. Okay, po- you Eric, post that up. Put, get that. Right, I'll have to find Minnesota it. Football Show Instagram. Um, it's. It is pretty good. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant taxmanship. Um, and uh, I'm really disappointed that Jamaica lost this game. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think we all expected Jamaica to lose this game. And I'm I'm all I as much as you know I, I love I I'm actually rooting for Colombia, of course, to beat England because fuck it, the England. Yeah. Um, but uh, like Colombia winning this World Cup would be kind of goddamn amazing. Since it would be incredible. Ever never won a world cup or you're gotten to the what a semifinal even so um no fuck, yeah fuck the english go columbia love it all right well we've got our last one here uh speaking of more colonization the the, the second in fact of of for morocco uh it is france morocco pretty lopsided uh france win this thing four nil uh they look good pretty dominating uh Le Sommer gets a brace. Um, I don't know what else to say. They look good, but all, all my love to Morocco. I mean, what what this country has done, not just on, on, on both sides of the men's team and the women's team to make this kind of an impact in world football in a single year. I, I don't think there's anything like this. It's kind of unprecedented for, for our country to just make such huge marks uh, it's phenomenal, and then and, and then we we've already talked about all the cultural things as well. First player with hijab to represent, and for them to come this far is just spectacular. I mean, yeah, you know, good on France, felicitation, whatever. But we've got to shout out Morocco and and and, and celebrate Morocco. I love oh. Eric, all the history you point out. The first, right? The first player with hijab. The first goal in their history a first win for the moroccan women in their history so many good firsts and i don't know like you every team you have to start building from somewhere and i'll never forget what minneapolis city uh general manager matt van den said when he went to morocco is that he came back wishing that the u.s hadn't won a bid for what you know it was uh i think it was a women's world cup Oh, that's interesting. Uh, like, like this was back when when the U- U.S. was in the running to to bid for, I think, with Mexico and Canada for a women's sure, World Cup sure, or, sure. or a men's World Cup. And so he says, like, I almost wish the other nation that was in the top running was Morocco. He says, like, they love the game so much more than we do. Like, the, their passion for the game is so incredible. And you know, he was talking about going to some club games there and just how in- incredible the atmosphere was um, and the fans were. So that really changed how I viewed Morocco because I did see them as like a great a footballing, great nation. 
And you look at these past uh, two World Cups here, the men eventually getting eliminated by, by France in the, in the semifinals, the women losing to France in, in the round of 16. I mean, this is great. Sorry, David, I know you have things to say. Oh, no, my, my things are a personal anecdote. So, like, this game was at 6 a.m. Uh, on Tuesday morning. Um, my fucking kids got up at, like, 5.45. So I watched this game with my children. And I, I put it on Peacock, um, which is uh, the uh, uh, Louis own feed. So it's Spanish. So we're watching this game in Spanish. Um, I'm, I'm fixing them breakfast or whatever. And Ragnar is like, which team are we supporting? Like, which team, which team are we rooting for? And I was like, uh, well, definitely not the purple team, the red team. We're rooting for Morocco. We're rooting for the red team. And then France proceeds to score like three goals in the first 20 minutes. And so... I had to like it's an existential conversation with my with, with Ragnar, but like it's like, well, I want to root for the purple team. I'm like, no, 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 bud. You have to root for the team that brought you there. And that is Morocco. We have to root for the red team, even if the purple team keeps scoring goals. Like, we have to root for the purple team. We can't just change allegiances <laughs> midstream. So it's it, it was so it was like it was having a um a really good uh uh you know like fatherly conversation and then Clara was just like yelling about purple teams and stuff. So like I, she's she's only two. So I'm like I don't. We're not having that conversation. But so that, Ragnar, yeah. Ragnar can actually like, he can actually contextualize that stuff. So he's like, well, but but the purple team. I was like, yeah, but but the red team. That's the team that we're rooting for. That's the team that Dad's rooting for. So we should root for that team. Um, and you're, you're 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 planting the anti-colonial seeds to pass off to Uncle Eric here in a little while to take it I'm, to the next you know, level, buddy. I, I I am trying as hard as I fucking can. Like I <laughs> listen, I I appreciate I appreciate my my privilege in this world, and I'm trying to like make sure that like my children understand the privilege that they have in this world. So um, very good. Very but good. but even but even so, like I just, fuck fuck France. Like France fucking sucks. I'm. Even just as a general thing, I like think I think sucks. everyone here can can agree on that point. Like, <laughs> like if, if it was Iceland versus if it was Iceland versus Morocco, I may be like, okay, well, I like Iceland. Iceland, maybe we could root for Iceland, but like it's fucking France and Morocco. Like, of course, I'm rooting for fucking Morocco. So yeah, so, yeah, so especially I especially to... with the with with the you know recent shit that you know France has been putting their immigrant the the American people. And and, and then for me it's hard because like I'm pro pro immigrant I, I struggle and like a lot of the a lot of the people who play in the France national team have immigrant roots and so it's like it's 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 a tough it's a tough um situation but overall it's just like I'm I'm always it comes down to colonizer or colonized always <laughs> always always root for the colonized it's so here's the other thing too like I was like so. We're having breakfast. I have the TV kind of like tilted so that like and the kids are watching soccer while they're eating breakfast, which you know I'm trying to like like normalize as a thing that they can do during the during the soccer season, which is pretty much all the time. Um, and then um, I was like, all right, finish your breakfast, finish your breakfast, because I need to get them out the door um, with me uh, to daycare by seven, so I can drop them off at daycare and then get to the Blackheart to watch the second half. Of France, Morocco, but I can't get them to daycare before seven because daycare doesn't open until seven, technically. Uh, so literally, we get to daycare at like six fifty-five in the morning, and I'm like, "Okay, well, uh, what's we can hang out in like, the parking please, lot for a little bit." Please, can you take them? 
I saw I saw Clara's teacher come in. Um, from she, she I saw her pull in from with her car, get out. I was like, all right, let's let uh the teacher go in and like we can hang out here. Like let's uh let's high fives and shit. Um, and then we go in and I was like, all right, we're it's like six fifty eight. She's literally turning on the lights in in Clara's classroom, and I'm like, all right, here's Clara. Here you go, and then bring it Ragnar up, and I was like, and yeah, I literally, I got out, I got the kids in, and I was out the door by seven o two. I was at the black card by seven o four. Um, That's impressive. Dad, of, dad of the year, motherfuckers, dad of the goddamn year. Very nice, very nice. Uh, anything was, else to add on on France Morocco before we look at some of these these quarters here? Go ahead. I was not impressed with Morocco's defense, and I think it's it's. A couple of things, right? It's nerves and pressure, but it's 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 also having to play a team that is of the tackle ability and the speed of, of France. And that that showed with like them watching everybody but Lisa Monnier and leaving her wide open. Uh and so the defense was was not good, even though it had been there most of the tournament for Morocco. Uh, that same defensive discipline was not there due to a change of of speed and uh, just being a little bit out of their element and maybe being a little bit hyped too. Uh, but I still want to say that what a great tournament. And uh, whoever mentioned about immigrants, I just want to say Wendy Renard from Martin, born in Martinique, she is a fucking badass. She is seventh overall in leading goals for any France woman ever, seventh as, from a center back position. Somebody in a Indeed. musical told me immigrants get the job done. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> some some low budget, non-grossing any money musical. <laughs> Speaking of, so we're me and Anna and, and the kids are going to New York like in like a week. And um she she put in for the Hamilton lottery to go see it on Broadway. We've seen it before. We've seen it in Chicago. But yeah, hopefully, I'm. I'm really. I'm crossing fingers that she gets into the lottery for. Her. If yeah. we fly in, she, she's in the lottery for Saturday night, and that I would just be take care of the kids in fucking New York. I'm like, cool. Like we'll walk around Central Park or something for for like four hours or whatever. So <laughs> we'll nice. stand at the door and wait for you. We'll have fun. That's. I mean, I can, right. have, I, can I can have fun with my kids without without Anna. Give give me a little bit of credit. <laughs> just just have a fun bit. with your kids all the just time. Yeah, I mean, should we I, jump I, to some? Uh, oh, go, Rodrigo, please. No, I was, I was just going to add that Nubia and I were able to be uh, fortunate to be able to watch uh, Lynn's previous uh, play uh, in the Heights at, on Broadway, and then that was you know ten times the fun to be able to watch something that's more um, that. So I hope that you do, and then I also hope that you, as G says, eat all the Nathan hot dogs in the world that you can because they are good. So it's Grace Papaya, you dummy. <laughs> I just so I did that on purpose. Theoretically, <laughs> Minnesota United is playing NYCFC on on the twentieth. Um, but if we beat Nashville in the League's Cup, that game gets moved, and I don't think we're gonna be around in New York when that game gets replayed. So, uh, I'm. Really hoping that I, I mean I'm not saying this out loud, but I'm really hoping we kind of lose to Nashville so we don't so we can play that game uh, at <laughs> NYCFC. I'm definitely going to a baseball game at, at uh, Yankee Stadium, um, but yeah, you have to, my, yeah, 
That, those are my plans for New York. And then I have like three restaurants I really want to eat at. I'm very uh, cognizant of like, I don't want to get dinner reservations with fucking children. So I'm, I'm going to try to do lunch stuff there so but if, but if anyone if anybody has any any uh new york references or, or like things like we should do in new york with fucking toddlers uh let me know please so. you gotta go to fao schwartz i'm telling you that if you're gonna take your kids. god damn it no <laughs> i'm i'm not i would love to see them dancing on the big ass piano come on Here's the thing, and then and then we have to go up to Western New York to for my sister in law's wedding. Uh, she's marrying her her, her girlfriend, longtime partner. Like I I can't we can't bring shit from New York to Western New York and then back to New York and then on a goddamn plane. So um, if you're willing to buy shit and then like ship it back here, like <laughs> cool. But yeah, I mean, all right, maybe. Anyways, sorry. I- that's all right. I was gonna bring it back just so we can wrap here. Let's let's do a quick uh, outlook here. Maybe some uh, predictions. I mean, Zeller already dropped the big one, so you, I guess you're you're you can abstain. Uh, but quarterfinals, uh, we got some tasty ones here starting tomorrow. Uh, we got the Habsburg incestuous party here, Spain and Netherlands. Um, what do we think? Two UEFA teams. I know, I know exactly what I know who Rodrigo is going for, I suppose. Um, how are people feeling about this one? Like, uh, maybe we'll quickly hear like two minutes. Uh, I don't know, Bridget, hit it. Man, just, say the, just say the Netherlands, Bridget. Come on, don't be a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. MJ, you're next. Let's do it. I like both teams. I think Spain wins this one. I'm not gonna say who I'm rooting for, but Ooh. I think I think Spain's the better team. And Nubia. I have to disagree, MJ. I don't think that I've seen the best out of Spain yet. And so I, I also will, will hit with the Netherlands just because I think Spain has not really gone up against a team that is as physical as the Netherlands. And they will have Danielle Vandendonk back. And she oh, is the right. master she is the master of the dark arts. And yeah, so I I think that I think the Netherlands is going to take it to them and I think they probably will come out. I think it'll be tight though. And Spain uh, Dave, keeps- you Spain keeps not using the best player in the world. One of the best players in the yeah, world. True. So fuck Spain, man. Rodrigo, do I even need to ask? No, you don't need to ask. I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, you're going to start the next one then. Uh, I, I assume you're, you're going to go hard for Japan here. Japan, Sweden, take it. Oh, definitely. I can't wait to see what this game's going to be like. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 3-1. Um, but let's understand that this team is going to be, um, they're good. They're going to switch from like, um, uh, absorbing pressure to in counterattacking to just, you know, processing the ball. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they fluctuate from one or the other. And like, overall, like, you know, I think Sweden has to, has to take an account just how quickly they can, they can connect passes and how quickly they can move down that field. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting. I probably going to stay up and actually, or sleep and then wake up to watch this game because this is probably one of the ones that I'm looking most forward to. And um, yeah, uh, Dave, how about you? Japan, Sweden. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's got to be Japan. They're fucking amazing. So Japan, Nubia. I will also drop 
on the Japanese bandwagon just because of the amazing June Endo. Again, if you are not watching NWSL, and particularly not watching Angel City Games, you are missing her kick-assery on a regular basis. <laughs> MJ, you, can, can you put away all the, uh, the terrible colonial history? Listen, you know how you and Rodrigo put away history? To yeah, go yeah I was going to say, it, it comes around. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all AFC. Fucking Asians. Fucking right. Asians. AFC. And Brit- Bridget, finally. <laughs> Japan. Yeah. There you go. Unanimous. I'm with you all. Um, this one's tough for, for me. I, I Australia, France on Saturday. I my heart says Australia, but my head says France. I, I don't know. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll pass it off. Go, go with God. Go with your heart. Australia. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Australia. Way, Australia. I'll, Australia. I'll do it. it. I'll do it for you, Dave. For you, Rodrigo. What do you think? I, I think this is close, but I also think that the Matildas have, you know, one of the best forwards in the world in their back pocket, and <laughs> just willing to just build onto it. So, I, I think France has to plan for two type of situations and I don't know if they're if if they can though though if they counter unless America's on that ball. I mean the, the the more you restrict less America's touch on the ball, the better your chances are. So that's what I'm saying. So if you want a hack attack, go for it. If you want an elbow, I mean you're on your home turf, do what you want. It's true. They're gonna have that power of the of the home crowd, the twelfth player. Uh Bridget? To go Australia. To- MJ? You're staying to... AFC, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I am cheering for Australia um, all the way. Um, Boo! However, France. Boo! <laughs> I I think France will win this win this game despite the home field advantage for Australia. I just think from back to forward, they look better. However, I would say that if you were to go strictly based on the results of recent, not in early group stage, but like the recent, like Australia beating Denmark 2-0 is way more impressive than France beating Morocco 4-0. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that like, uh, I, it will be hey, interesting to see how... Stop hedging France- your goddamn bets. Pick somebody. <laughs> I, I, I it's, pretty, almost, it's almost like you guys have a podcast together. It's weird. It's like they do this all the time. Yeah. I'm picking France. It will be interesting to see how. Just Australia... say France, man. Stop. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. I love you. Uh... And MJ goes silent. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how France deals with the physicality of Australia and the pace that they want to play and counter. And it'll be interesting to see how Australia's center backs deal with the way that France wants to attack in the box. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's a hard one for me to call to. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pull hard. for Australia, but it's tough. Uh, Nubia, let's, let's get your opinion here, your prediction. Uh, I'm going to probably pull for Australia. Um, and I – I'm very much looking forward to a Sam Kerr versus Wendy Reynard mm. matchup because I think that that is going to be epic be in the words of my children. Um, um, so, so I would love, I'm, I, that, that's really the matchup I'm looking at, but um, rooting for Australia, but wouldn't be surprised sadly if France pulls it off. 
Finally, we have England, Colombia. I think we can do this as a chorus. Uh, ready? Three, two, one. Oh, England. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was one England in there. Some, some, said, somebody's got to fuck England. I said, fuck oh, okay, right on. Right on. Okay. Hey, okay. Uh, <laughs> one thing to add just added Kendra D. St. Aubin will be commentating with John Strong on Columbia versus England. We have not talked about how she has gotten. Um, so she was on the Women's World Cup in 2019. Um, yep. she's with John Strong. She's like, she's getting good fucking games. Like she's she like mm-hmm. on, she's on Moving the, up on with, the with, with the, with the, the Fox sports stuff, um, which True. means Absolutely. Fox sports, but, uh, she's getting good games now, which is, um, fucking awesome. Like I, it, one of those things, like, she, it's, it, she's one of those people like that, you know, one kind of, you know, one of the Minnesota thing, like one of us people, but also like. She's really fucking good at her job, and yep. it's nice to see people like recognizing women who are good at their fucking jobs and like exactly. giving them better yep. things to do yep. other than just like you know random you know random games. Yeah, so just stand there. Yeah. Right. Well, it's nice to know too that somebody w- was watching her coverage of, of Minnesota United all these years too, and, and and was able to recognize that and be like, you know what, she can do more. <laughs> so I mean, I- good on whoever those people were to give her the opportunity. Does anyone well, I mean, know? I, I think so. Does anyone know the two nicknames for the Colombia women's team? Cafeteras uh, is one yeah. of them. Yep, La Cafetera, the coffee growers, and Las Chicas Super Poderosas. The power. Oh, like the, like the like the cartoon. That's yeah. the uh, yeah. Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Mm-hmm. I, I, did, no, I did not I, know that one. Yeah, that, that one's new, but the Cafeteras has, has always been a has been a a great one. I know for for me, I like, you know, like I also want to point out that, you know, um, if you haven't been watching Telemundo's women's commentators and the reporters, they're they're freaking great. Like Nubia, Nubia asked me all the time. It's like, are we watching English or Spanish? And I'm like, man, man, watch Spanish because because the women commentators are just, you know, they know so much of the game and they just being able to talk about it. I mean, it's just like, you know, listening to them, it's just 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 great um and they and, and they have one particular commentator that um rivals andres cantor in the way that she calls right, the play by play right like she's yes. awesome right yeah, it, it, it's been it's been nice watching the the fox sports when i when i do watch it like get the black or whatever with the the commentary on like there's a lot more clearly a lot more women on the both on the uh commentary but also on the play by play um, but yes, I've also watched a lot on Peacock and like on the Peacock app and stuff. So also like hearing more women voices on there too is like it's fucking amazing. Like it's, it's this is like a, I think this might be like when we are all you know old and and decrepit and whatever might look That's back at so kind as being as being like to put that when qualifier the in there, when. man. When. You're the best. When um, <laughs> so kind. Might, I mean, like listen, like this, like. Everybody that thought they knew soccer thought this World Cup would be a joke with the expanded mm-hmm. World Cup, right? And they're like, oh, teams are going to get blown out 15 to zero and, and whatever. And that has not been the case. The, the case has yeah. been that, like, the fucking women's game has jumped a level and maybe, like, oh, yeah. two levels. Um, like, fucking Germany's out. U.S. is out. Uh you know brazil uh, brazil's out like canada it, it, all canada canada's out the, the the teams that 
we always think about like, oh yeah, these are teams are going to be in the semifinals or whatever are all out now. That's a fucking huge thing. And I think um, mm-hmm. when, like, if someone writes a book about this fucking world cup, I think that might be like that, that will be the preface of the, of the, like the women's game is like, oh yeah, this 2023, the, the mean, game changed for, and hopefully- for the better. And hopefully with the, uh, you know, Netflix is there shooting what's supposed to be a U.S. victory run doc. But, I mean, considering all that we've heard from other teams talking about the women's, uh, the U.S. women's national team, maybe they kind of pivot that into like, uh, hey, here's what, you know, how things have advanced in the rest of the world because of some of the work that a few of these players have done. Not saying that's going to happen. It's Netflix who the F knows, but, uh, you know, that's, you know, I, I think it is a conversation that's going to be coming and we've what, within a year or two saw books about the last world cup. Um, and mind you, most of them are focused on the, the U S team, but I think they do a pretty decent job of kind of covering all of them. And at least with the early exit of the U S that kind of forces everyone to actually look at, everything else that is happening right. in this world cup and there are so many storylines that we would not be hearing about if not for the u.s bowing out at this point who's next i want to make sure everybody gets a chance to talk mj you want to go you got something i just have some confederation things to, to wind it up here uh we're, we're now in the quarterfinals the, the final eight and the makeup is five uefa teams spain netherlands sweden france england Two AFC teams in Japan and Australia, one Commonwealth in Colombia. Um, this is a glaring light on on the two other confederations. For CAF, you have Nigeria and Morocco that have punched above their weight and made it into the round of sixteen. South um, Africa, South Africa too. Thank you. Yes. So three three teams that that made it into the round of sixteen for for CAF. That's a huge. Uh, huge strides for that confederation for CONCACAF and I'm Canada, United States I'm looking at you CONCACAF, I'm looking at you NWSL who does not fund academies the way that the European clubs do, that do not fund scouting, that do not fund training facilities like some of the European clubs do that insist on pay to play for some of the lower like ECNL, like CONCACAF. Sounds like a, this sounds like a US uh, WM US WNT uh, podcast. MJ, sorry, I don't, I don't. We're already long. I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. But this sounds like something that we could spend a lot of time on. So this point's yeah, taken, I, though. I mean, the, the the failure of CONCACAF is is quite apparent. I want to wrap this as US and Canada both because the NWSL includes both and CONCACAF includes both. All right, married couple, bring us home. I don't know who wants to go first. Go, Nubia. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to um, podcasting. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I definitely see, you know, as we're winding down in the final eight, that we still have a pretty strong um, European contingent, and I really would like to see that change. Um, I think that FIFA needs to be a little bit more thoughtful about how they do brackets in the in in the future especially with the expanded um 
number of teams that are coming because I think that the way that they set up the brackets kind of made it so that this would be a European heavy um, final eight. Um, it's almost like, oh, wow. it's almost like, oh, I don't know. Like they're going to, you know, pre-predict who they really well, want to be in the final. Are you backing MJ's conspiracy theory? If the shoe fits. We all know. We all know what a what a rata, as as so, I say, as I call my kids, Gianni and Fantino is. So do you, there's you not, there's conspiracy not, theories, and then there's theories. That's there's true. MJ and, and there's on. the truth. There's and MJ there's and the on, truth. and do do not promote MJ and on on this on this. There uh, is there is podcast. there is. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it to you like this. I don't listen to the Daves. I know, so I don't know anything about MJ and on. But it is a very glaring. It is a very glaring, obvious. Anybody who has a brain can predict and see how things have gone. So, so that's where I'm at. Um, we'll see what happens here um, as we move on. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be as um, dedicated as Rodrigo is at staying up because you know one of us has to go to work. Um, so, uh, I might. I'll probably watch Freak Caps later. <laughs> Fucking shots fired. Yep. <laughs> Hey, 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 we started with this 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 podcast saying I'm jobless for the next couple of days. Perfectly timed to be able to watch uh Women's World Cup. Um so maybe I'm a better planner than my than my, my wife, and that's and that's great because that's you know that's the way. But you know, I, I, I oh, think weird. This is my last day, and there's still <laughs> World Cup games on. Oh, oh really? Yeah, no, sorry. None no, of us are to the 16th. Oh, okay. say, oh, no. None of us are fucking therapists. If you guys need to do some therapy, like cool, like do that. But like I This I, is I, a normal this is a normal it, this is a normal discussion in our household. Sorry. Yeah, like this is just I don't know. This is this is normal. Like this is coffee. Talk. As for children, this is Zeller therapy. What what do you call any Dave's I know podcast that you and I are on? Come on. I mean, I listen. I I, I go to I go to I got a couple therapy, regular therapy, and then the Dave's I know. So I and then sometimes sometimes this podcast. So yeah, um, I, I'm, I go I'm, gonna like, to, I'm gonna have to meet or, your therapist just to let him know that you included that in that list. I go to, I go to therapy. It's like, gonna be a whole another thing to explore. All right. So, so, back, yeah, so back to oh. back to back to my point this is that i think overall like you know um it's at, at the beginning of this world cup there was a lot of naysayers saying that expanding to 32 teams is going to be a horrible a horrible thing and it was going to bring down the game in a sense and we've talked about in this podcast many times that it hasn't right i mean this has probably been one of the most funnest world cups women that we've seen in 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 a while and um i i'm i'm all here for it i mean jamaica I, i'm i'm always cheering for the smaller teams colombia you know i i think this is this, this is just a um hopefully a building block as to what other things might be able to come down the pipeline for when we do this and i'm hoping this this in this excitement and this uh investment and money to world competitions gets Passed down to federations so in Concacaf and in Comebol and all the other places where, like, we have similar places where we can build this uh, and and build off of it, right? I mean, like, we, me and Eric have talked about how we used to watch Copa America on Facebook Live because that was literally yeah. the only the only way it is. And now I want to be able to. Wasn't that long ago? That's not long ago. <laughs> and I'm saying it's like I I want to be able to have a Copa America uh, that that we can watch. 
and that uh, you know that's on Telemundo or that's somewhere else on it or it's on on Paramount, whatever you know, uh, that we can be able to be able to watch a tournament and 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 let the let the money from the TV filter into the federations to also feed uh, their programming and uh, their player. All right, it's late. Time to wrap this thing up. I have now gone through a little more than a quarter, not quite a half of 19 Crimes, Kali Red, Snoop Dogg, Wine. It's time to go to bed. So, obrigado. Thank you all for listening. Obrigado, David, Nubi, MJ, Brigitte, Rodrigo. My name is Eric. This is the Minnesota Football Daves. We'll do it again as we get down to quarters, semis, and wrap this thing up. Até já. Boa noite. Tchau.